Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, what's up, man? Happy oh, Friday. I, I know it's not dude, Friday for happy. people listening, but for us it is. No, happy it Friday, will be Monday man. At best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, this has been, I, man, it's been one of the longest weeks in a real long time. Like, yeah. I feel like every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, how's it only Tuesday? It feels like yep. it's been two weeks already. Yep. Or the yep. Wednesday rolled around. You're like, it's only Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, yesterday went relatively quick. Uh, today, I'm hoping for the same. Yeah. Um, but man, it's uh, well, it's, it's officially been a Friday. This week. It's it's truly Friday, which I know for you right now doesn't really mean that much because uh, Hill City just got a space, and you're working hard at like building it out, having it ready, all those things. So Friday might not be. And we have service, our last monthly service this weekend. We just planned this really well. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So no rest at all. But at least you have less uh, paid job work to do. And you can do free volunteer church leadership work. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) More work. Uh, Dude, happy Friday. Happy, Happy change of work for you. Um, is there anything fun yeah. coming this week or, uh, you know, our weekend for you, or is it really like lots of work to get ready for Sunday and all that? Uh, I wouldn't say it's lots of work. It's work, but not lots of work. Yeah. So it will be like easy going as we, yeah. we do it. Weekends are nice because there's a ton of people in the building helping with things nice. and not just a handful of us. Right. Um, so there's plenty of hands to go around and help with things. But this weekend's really just getting set up and getting the building clean so we could at least have some type of service in the midst of a construction zone. Yeah. Um, and then it's right back to the grind to get us ready for weekly services March 5th. But Nice. Yeah. Uh, it'll be nice to have work done. So that, like work work, yeah. the work that actually funds my life. Uh, right. right. Nice to have that piece done for the weekend. But yeah, totally. it should be good. I'm in a pretty yeah. good mood these days. Yeah, uh, it hasn't been that way all week, but it's a good good mood right now. So that's a win. Yeah. Hey, dude, can I? I just you know got a question for you. Would you rather um, develop extremely sticky hands at one point randomly throughout the day, like kind of things just like one you? Point. Yeah, like one point where it's like it feels like you just dipped your both hands in maple syrup or honey and you're just like what they're actually sticky can, it's just unexplainable see the stickiness yes yeah your hands are legitimately sticky and it could be okay it could be it, I tried to it, make it always bacon. changes when this happens yeah you tried, I to, tried make to make bacon <laughs> last week i did uh did you do there's maple a reason bacon? people use uh, that was my plan maple and, and like a good good amount of uh uh black pepper right a little cayenne a little kick yes um, but I didn't have any maple syrup, but I did have honey. Well, I now know why they use maple syrup. Maple syrup has a much lower burn rate than honey does. Uh, not that it was horrible. It wasn't horrible. Like I like really crispy bacon, but right. uh, it was a little on the burnt side. Like right. probably, probably should have used maple syrup. So right. next time around, it'll be a maple syrup day. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Sorry. All right. So, would so you- <laughs> sticky hands or <laughs> hilarious. Would you rather develop spontaneously sticky hands once a day at different times in the day or um, have an extreme 
speech impediment for one hour of the day uh, at random. Sticky hands. Sticky, <laughs> sticky hands all day. Sticky hands all day. Not yeah, because you're in Zoom yeah. meetings, you're doing Not podcasts, even. you're preaching, you're leading community yeah. groups. The like, impediment communication, can be really rough. Yeah. Right. Yeah, communication is difficult enough for me already. Like, let's sure. make it worse. That's fair. That's no, fair. Thanks. Yeah. I just How about am you? thinking, like, I don't know, man. I like. I think I could work around um, speech and being randomly off. For me, the the worst sense to lose would be hearing, um, because with two tiny uh, people yeah. in the house, I like really that need might to be have, a good thing. Yeah, it'd be nice for me, but like for you, could, your wife but, would hate you, and the safety of your children might not be intact. But yeah, for you, be, for an hour a day, you'd it be could like, be utter man, disaster. It is so peaceful in this, especially house. especially because if you're hearing, just shut off for an hour a day. It would take a while till you actually notice. You'd just be doing your own thing, typing da 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 da, and then it'd be like all of a sudden, like you know, people shouting and me having no idea. So that would be much worse than uh, speech. But sticky hands, man, like you're just typing away at your computer. All of a sudden you have like honey-like substances <laughs> covering both hands. Like it could be a real problem, a real problem. But yeah, I feel like you get used to it though. You're just like, yeah, it's one of those. It's, it's that moment. And you're just <laughs> like in one. meetings with your hands up in the air. You're like, it's fine. Don't worry about me. <laughs> This just happens to me every once in a while. Don't yeah. worry about it, guys. This is totally normal for me. I think I think for the me. hardest part of that would be like if it was like honey type substance and it got on things. Yeah. Like it's one yeah. thing if I like I touch things and it sticks to me, that's fine. But if I have to clean up afterwards, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I let's cleaning. assume it is that because you chose it. So let's assume there's some real consequences <laughs> to it. So, dude. Um, I appreciate, uh, I love would you rathers, man. They're just like, so crazy. I ask them at work every chance I get. They're a good way to get to know people. And, uh, and in zoom world, which you and I both live in often or teams or whatever video stuff you use, uh, it's nice to change it up. So, um, ask that one in your next work meeting, (laughs) maybe, maybe make it more work friendly. I don't know. Who knows? Dude, what are we doing today? Uh, We could just do would you rathers for the whole 40 minutes, but I don't think that's uh, actually the plan. I'm not opposed to. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I just think those. It would take us approximately five minutes to get to poop and 10 minutes to get beyond poop (laughs) to more middle school subjects. So, yeah. Yeah. So we should Uh, avoid that. Moms out there that are listening in the car, plug your kids' ears for a second. It would be poop and wiener. Would you rather? It's really quick for us. Really fast. Yeah. Josh and I are used to asking, would you rather in youth group settings and also in settings with with high school students? Like, yeah. Appropriate conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But then then we also continue them into when it's just Josh and I and other dudes or adults hanging out and those drastically decrease in quality uh very quickly well i don't know i would say decrease in quality i would say they're probably good quality questions for that's true would you rather that's true they're just raunchy at best right exactly i'd use the word raunchy but that's the word i probably use yeah welcome to this jesus life podcast friends so now that we've talked about all that what are we uh, doing God, God created everything. God was very clear with Peter. Don't call things unclean that I've created. So 
I'm growing the place. Um, we're in the middle of a series that we're calling God is. We talked uh, God is holy. We talked God is love. We talked God is just last episode. This episode, we're talking probably uh, probably one of my favorite characteristics or attributes of God, but also one of the most difficult for me personally to lean into. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking God is faithful. Um, and I don't know about you, but yeah. uh, intellectually, I could be like, oh yeah, 100% God is faithful. He says he's going to do something, mm-hmm. he's going to do it. Um, he is the standard. He's, you know, he's going to uh, continue to engage us even when we don't engage him. He's faithful. Um, but when you're in the midst of difficult seasons, uh, yeah, uh, believing God is faithful is pretty hard in the midst of hard times. Uh, we so easily become faithless, which brings me to my first verse. Which I think is wow. Uh, We got there quick. Nine minutes in, and we're going straight to the Bible, people. Let's go. Impressive. Mainly because the end of this verse, uh, end of this section of verses. So this is Paul or uh, Timothy. uh, Sorry, Paul talking to Timothy. This is Second Timothy two. Really, I'm looking at verse thirteen. I'm trying to see if he quotes anyone. Uh, I don't think he's quoting scripture from somewhere else. It kind of has that look um, and how it's written, but it says, uh, verse 11, start there. Uh, Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, well, then we also live with him. If we endure, uh, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will, oh, this isn't the right verse. Uh, Sorry. If we disown him, this is the right verse. Sorry. Uh, If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, but he cannot disown himself. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. God good is faithful. Good reminder that God is always faithful. That's where we're at today, right? God is faithful. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, the cool thing about that is it's um, not dependent on our actions. It's, no, God just is faithful, even if you're faithless, even when you're faithless. God is faithful. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Um, Sorry, I just jumped right in. You you read the verse, and then I'm like, let me just share what I think about it. But what uh, what thoughts did you have about that to launch us off? Well, I think I think it's it's I think it's important to to know in the midst of all this that like even the midst like God can't change his character. I wish I didn't say God can't. He he's God, sovereign, do whatever the heck he wants. But God does not change his character. So at the at the at the the core of who he is, uh, he's faithful, right? Like just as much as he's just, just as much as he's holy, just as much as he's love, like all those things. Are older when we talked about the complexity of God, right? Uh, but in the midst of that, he is faithful. So even if we're faithless, even if we're we're running astray, even if right, all these things, like God's not going to change who he is. He cannot disown himself. Like he he's going to remain faithful. Like it's just a core attribute of who he is. And I think that's the the big piece of of all this is like um there's there's definitely things about God that are how he interacts with us are dictated by how we interact with him. Um that's true. Um so it is this like yin and yang. I don't think that's the right terminology to use yin and yang, but it's this idea of like I do something, he does something type relationship yeah. uh, in some areas of our lives, uh, but not in most areas of our lives. And this being one of mm. them, 
God is at the core of who he is. He's faithful. Um, that's just, that's, that's just who he is. You can't change that. Yeah. Um, so in the midst of all that, he's not, if he's called you, like he's called you, that's nothing's going to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's, you know, placed things before you, like he's going to fulfill them because he's, well, he's God, he's faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, Paul says to the Thessalonians, um, the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and he will guard against uh, you, uh, guard you against the evil one. Right. Like God is a protector at his nature. He's faithful to do these things. Um, like, I think it, it's really easy for us to get in this world. And, and I think this is where that idea of blessings and cursings comes from the old covenant um, that we try to apply to our lives, the new covenant. And let me just be clear. Blessings and cursings are not a thing in the new covenant. Um, he says he'll send rain and he'll send blessing on the, on those who love him and those who don't. I think we read that verse last week, but the righteous um, and the wicked. Yeah. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's got and do whatever the heck he wants. Um, so there's, there's that piece of it that, that I just got completely sidetracked on, but um, God is faithful. Sorry. The, the, the ginormous mountain dog that lives outside my house um, that looks like a bear from afar yeah. uh, is in my backyard right now. Well, not in my backyard, oh, but boy. behind my backyard. Oh, um, and I haven't seen him on this side of the building before. And it was, he's bigger up close. <laughs> but, uh, his <laughs> head awesome. probably comes up. Yep. Probably pretty close to his owner's nipples. <laughs> that's pretty crazy, man. <laughs> not like not like physically right now, but that's how tall this dog is. He looks like a bear <laughs> on a leash, which is like the reality is his owner's not big, dude. He's probably you like, just, I don't know, 140. He's a little guy. And his dog uh, is but equally as, as large prop, is what you're saying. Not more. Yeah. Like the reality uh, is if his dog's like, I'm going somewhere else, the guy's not gonna stop him. Yeah, <laughs> he's that's gonna do fair. everyone. That's fair. He's going sorry, where that dog's Sorry, wants sorry, to. tangent. Let me let me bring us tangent, back tangent, in. Tangent. God is faithful. Yes. God is faithful. Go for it. All right, dude. Um I was gonna read a few verses. I'm not gonna go all of these, but um just to frame up God's faithfulness. Cause Josh, the point you were making of like these are attributes of God are always true always, regardless of actions of men or women. Um, Like, God is faithful is one of those things. God is just is one of those things. God is holy. God is righteous. Like, these are, God is love. Sorry, not righteous. We haven't done righteous yet. Um, These are all attributes of who God is. They're, They're things that are true to the extreme all the time. They're not dependent on what we do or don't do. They're just always true. So here's a verse, a couple verses from the Old Testament and maybe one or two from the New Testament kind of about God being faithful. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. Maybe first time we've ever quoted Lamentations on our podcast. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. There, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Psalm 36, 5. Uh, Psalm, book of songs, you know, singing about God and his qualities. Uh, but here's, here's out of 36, um, verse 5. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heaven, to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Um, those are a couple Old Testament references. And I bring it up because um, we've talked about old covenant, new covenant, but God is always the same, uh, regardless in his attributes. So God of the old Testament 
is the same as God in the New Testament in his core attributes. We see different revelations of God more deeply through Jesus and the way he lived, what he taught, what he did, but God is always faithful, Um, Old Testament, New Testament, today. So 1 John 1, 9, you've probably heard this if you've been in church very long. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's about Jesus, about what he did on the cross, but um, it outlines God's faithfulness of even if you've sinned, like we all have, when you confess your sins, God is faithful to cleanse those and purify us all from all unrighteousness. Pretty cool view. So, um, last one, Second uh, Thessalonians or two Thessalonians three verse three. But the Lord is faithful; He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. And man, I, um, for me personally, you know, I've I've talked about the year of the chicken multiple times um, on this podcast. So I won't go back through all of that, but it was basically just a unique. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. Yeah. was like, where have we seen God's faithfulness recently in our own life? So yeah, I say dude. tell the story. Well, I'll tell some of it at least. I mean, um, yeah. For those of you who haven't listened or haven't heard it for a long time, like, and, and I know you can't see this, Josh can, but I have a giant chicken. Uh, carved, like burned into a piece of wood that I keep on my desk as a reminder. Burned into um, his upper thigh. That's right. He yeah, I did himself, a guys. self-branded so tattoo uh, of a chicken. Um, no. Okay. So year of the chicken, we were, um, we knew we were going to move away from Colorado. And uh, we decided that because my now four-year-old daughter, um, was on the way and she was going to be born soon, like three to six months before she was born. We decided like, we're going to move back and raise family close to at least half the family, much closer to all of them. Um, anyway, in the midst of that, there were some immediate challenges that came up, like not sure if I could keep my job at my employer, uh, went through HR and they eventually said, no, you can't. Um, so I'm like, well, I really want to stay with this um, employer if possible. It's a ministry that I care quite a lot about and uh, passionate about. The first answer to prayer in God being faithful came with kind of a last minute, like a month before we left. I was actually on paternity leave when I found out I got a new job with my same employer that I could actually move with and be remote. So that was awesome. But it started us into the season of uh, what I was thinking of as the year of the chicken. Uh, I'm like, this is the year of the chicken. And what I meant when I first said that was just that God is so good that he gives us um, everything we need and some of the things we want to. And one of the big things Jen and I really wanted in our move to Pennsylvania was um, enough land that we could have chickens. You know, our old house in Colorado Springs, it was like tiny, tiny backyard, really close to you downtown. You could have got chickens in that backyard. Yeah. We I don't know if it'd be legal or not. Back there, but you would have had chickens. That's true. Yeah. Spike ball would have been next level with chickens there. But anyway, dude, like chickens were the thing. And for me, it was just this optimistic, like, I know God's good. I know he's faithful and he'll provide what we need, but he'll also provide uh, even some of the things we desire because he's just good. And um 
fast forward, you know, three, four months after that, we've moved in with my in-laws, uh, in which I thought we'd probably be there three months was kind of my thought. I'm like, we'll be able to sell our house so fast in Colorado because the market's crazy. Um, we'll sell it for a lot. Uh, we'll be able to have a great Dude, profit to buy a new can house. Can we pause just for a second though? Yes. Yes. If you waited another three years, how long have you been gone? Like three years? Dude, You would have yeah. probably doubled what you made on that house. Quite literally. That crazy talk? I sold that tiny Sorry, house. Our market is ridiculous here. Yeah. It would have, it, it would have, if I sold it today, it would have been for $200,000 more. It's insane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's insane. But no doubt. you know what? God is faithful and it's good and it worked out. Um, all right. So I'll fast forward a little bit where we're three months in at my in-laws house. And at this point, I've realized there are significant foundation issues with our house in Colorado that I didn't know about when we were leaving. Um, my realtor is doing all these oh, above right. and beyond things. Yeah. Uh, he's do So at this point, I've already had one contract that was nearly fully closed. And then this was discovered. They immediately backed out. No chance for fixing it. No chance for negotiation. Just nope. Um, then we get under contract again. Then again. Then again. Uh, and they all four times back out. Finally, we were working with this company. They're like, listen, we will do all of the work to fix your foundation free if you just sign that you'll pay us fully at close. Like what in the world? Because I didn't have like twenty grand in the bank to just pay in cash, and this company—I didn't even know anybody there. God just provided them. This is like seven months in at my in-laws' house, like tiny house with them. They're great, but living that close with a brand new baby, it was was rough. Um, you know, uh, dude. Seven months in, at least. Finally, this comes. Um, eventually. We are like, yes, this is happening again. Get under contract here on a house. Think our house is closing. Fifth buyer backs out because they can't actually afford it. Um, and their credit stuff fails. Um, so we're now five contracts in. Uh, a day before, Two days before we close on a house in Pennsylvania, we're supposed to close in Colorado. They fall through. We have to back out of the house here. Dude, we're ticking up. We're at like eight months at this point. Long story medium, um, eventually God provides the right people to, to buy that house and we're able to sell, we're able to find a home that um, is actually better and in the right location than anything we found at somehow within our budget. Um, God provided enough that with the sale of our house, we could pay off my wife's full master's um, student loans all in one swoop and still have plenty to um, put a lot down on a house. And all that to say, it's it's not just money that he provided in that time. It was actually relationships and friendships, but this idea and chickens, as you all know, we have chickens. That was the first thing that like, yes, God provided that because he's just kind. Um, but above and beyond all that stuff happening, this this like thing that was God is faithful and he's so good, he'll provide even a place where you can have chickens, um, transformed into like, no, regardless of how 
much this is not going according to my plan in so many places in my life and in this huge set of decisions. God is faithful constantly. Like God is faithful. He provided relationally, financially, he provided job security, he provided all the things that honestly I thought would be we'd figure it out later. He provided them just in time all the time throughout the whole time. And and he beat into my head in a loving way that God that he is faithful. So that's why I keep this chicken on my desk in a place I can see it all the time. Um, just to remind myself like God is faithful because when things come up at work that I'm like, I don't know how we can get that done or I don't know what this is going to mean or with relationships or church or whatever scenarios, I'm like, you know what? One thing I can anchor to is that God is always faithful. Um in every piece of our life. And, you know, those verses I read promise God's faithfulness in different aspects of our life. Um, like Second Thessalonians 3.3, 3, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. That's a beautiful thing you can hang your hat on when you're having a rough time. Um, like God is faithful. He's right there with you. He will establish you and guard you against the evil, evil one. Like, there's nothing to fear. You know, the Bible says uh, perfect love casts out fear, um, and perfect love is God. So anyway, man, that's my my tangents. That's like, I've seen God show up in more recent ways, but yeah, he spent like a couple years just beating faithfulness into my thick skull because <laughs> it takes me a long time to learn a deep lesson like that. But I, uh, yeah. a beautiful thing is whenever... Whenever an unexpected big thing comes up in my life, the Holy Spirit is very quick to remind me, like, you're of the chicken, I'm faithful. You know, maybe not audibly, but in a way that I can draw on, which is like, yeah, yeah, this maybe seems daunting or unsure or uncertain or unsecure to me, but not to God. He's faithful and he's in it. So that's my long answer, man. What about you? Where have you seen God's faithfulness show up for you or... Or where have you questioned God's faithfulness um, in your life? Yeah. Uh, I questioned God's faithfulness this week. Like, let's be sure. honest. Yeah. Um, well, the crazy part is, like, God has been so faithful. Um, the fact that we're, you know, just use the church planting story. So I felt like God told me to plant a church almost 20 years ago. Um, and we even attempted to plant a church maybe, like, 15 years ago. It was called Ridgepoint Church, a buddy of mine and I, um, but it never never really took off or became anything beyond uh, an initial meeting um, just to gauge interest. Uh, ended up back in, in ministry and you know now almost 15 years later from that time, um, here I am you know, in the midst of a church plant. Um, and even how it all became to be, like could tell you story after story yeah. of just weird little, uh, for lack of a better term, quote unquote coincidences, mm-hmm. um, that just happened to get to these, this place where, you know, one, one of the big ones being, and you, man, did I drag my feet for a long time to plant a church? Cause I know church planting is hard. And to be honest with you, church planting has proved to be hard. <laughs> like leading a church plant is not easy work. Yeah. Uh, no. you know, discipling people is not easy work. Like it's, it's the world we live in, but, um, 
like, you know, when my last season ended, you know, abruptly, uh, you know, hillcity.church was in my account after six months of, you know, negotiations and, and process of transferring a domain name um, to me. Uh, so there's yeah. there's that little things like that. We're like, I guess I guess this is the next step, um, dude. Can you tell that things, domain? Do you remember that domain name story in detail? And if you do, can you just tell oh, yeah. it for a minute? Because that was I forgot about that. And when you said it, I remember you and I were like, I'd been praying about this together and talking about it frequently. And then that was just one of those, not even a coincidence, but like just a way God was like, I'm endorsing your next step. You know, like keep moving on this. Can you tell about that real quick, yeah. or real slow, like, <clears throat> whatever pace? Um, so Gap, uh, the clothing brand, used to have a athletic brand called Hill City. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't last long. It died. I think if you go to hillcity.com now, it takes you to one of Gap's other businesses. Um, but. When I first saw it, I was like, man, that's that's a good church name. Like, a church should be called Hill City. Now, years later, come to find out a lot of churches thought the same thing. There's a lot of Hill Cities out there if you go looking for them. <laughs> yes. Um, we're, not, we're not unique in that sense. Uh, but I looked up hillcity.church, uh, the domain name hillcity.church, to see if it was available, and it wasn't. Um, somebody owned it, but it wasn't being used. Um, so I reached out to the individual that owned it, and this is about six months before I got it. Um, and just said, hey, if, if you have any interest in selling the domain, I'm interested in buying it. Remember, at this point, I'm working at a different church. Um, I'm not planning to plant a church anytime soon. But hey, if there's an opportunity for a domain name, like let's mm-hmm. go after it. Uh, he, he responded pretty quickly. And he's like, yeah, we have plans for it. No intention on selling it. Okay, cool. Uh, well, and I said, well, if you ever want to you know, reach out, I'm willing to buy it. <clears throat> um, so he reached out like two months later, maybe, um, and said, hey, we're willing to sell it. What's your best offer? Um, and we, I just went to, you know, there's a domain name appraisals out there. So I went to one of those and came up with a number. I don't even know what I originally offered, maybe 200 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Um, enough that he's like maybe interested in getting rid of this thing. Now yeah. I just want you to know domain names sell for tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Uh, good domain names, right? Like ones that are really, really wanted short dot com domain names. Like it's a, it's a ginormous business of buying and selling domains. Yeah. Um, so we agreed on a price uh, after about a month of going back and forth. Um, and then, you know, we had no broker, so there's no in-betweens. There's a, a trust game. So it took time to essentially yeah. send him money, trust him to give me the domain, all those fun things. Um, and then on my, if, if you don't know the story, in my last job I was fired from, um, yes, I've been fired from a church. I used to tell a funny joke uh, that I was fired from my first church as well uh, when I was a janitor. Uh, but we didn't really get fired. They just restructured for a full-time guy. But now I could actually say I've been fired from a church. Uh, and that's a whole other story in itself. Um, yes, it is. You know, we, won't, we won't even get into it, and I don't even want to talk about it in a, in a public space. I don't want to you know, uh, speak ill of my previous employers. But Unity. Um, yeah. we. Uh, so I get the domain name the same day that I, I was terminated uh, in my account. I don't know about you, but like that was an oh, crap moment. Um, and I and registered, it I, I started, like, it had been like nine months in the making because you and I at this like time six months had in the making, been, yeah. maybe six. Okay. But we had been yeah. meeting every week to like to connect about all this stuff. So as the, as these things were happening with the domain name, like things at the other church weren't even clearly like going in a bad direction yet. 
then oh, they that were. Was, they I mean, bad. <laughs> yeah, but like, but okay. But as that was happening, it kept ratcheting up and up and up. And things like planting a church were kind of just like, I don't know, man, maybe one day, who knows? But it yeah. was literally the day that you were terminated from that, that employer that the domain came through. And it was just this like wild and beautiful timing, you know, of like, I'm not done with you yet. Yeah, kind of not so. And like direction of what's next, right? Um, there's plenty of other faithful things that God did in that. Like, um, you know, I was fired on a Monday at a job interview on a Tuesday. I was hired um, within a month kind of thing or started within mm-hmm. a month of that job. So um, like God was in the midst of all those little details. Um, I, and I think the biggest piece of God's faithfulness that that's hard to wrap our head around because at times it feels like God's not being faithful to you is God's faithfulness isn't dictated by your dreams or your wants or what you've planned out in your own life. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Romans, what is it? Romans eight, something, you know, tells us um, uh, all good things work out for those who love him, um, who've been called according to his purpose. Um, Yep. Some argue that it's all those, uh, uh, all good things work out with those who love him, something like that, where like it's a partnership kind of thing, but um, depends on what theologian you ask. But uh, like, there's that piece of like, well, if it's going to work out, it's going to be what I want. And, and what's best for you and what's good isn't necessarily what you want, right? Like God's best for you is always going to be better than anything you've come up with. And you've probably experienced that on, on numerous occasions in your own life, right? Like you thought this was the one dream and yet God gave you a different dream. And then now you feel a, a level of fulfillment that probably wouldn't have came yeah. um, in in previous uh, in your previous dream. Uh, so I think there's that piece of you know God's faithfulness is that weird dynamic that we sit in where one like it's it's still like l- less of you more of God. So your dreams are dying for God's dreams to be planted uh, and to start to flourish and grow. God's dreams are the ones that will grow, and those dreams are the ones that are going to bring you the best life. Um, and I'm not saying the best life in terms of like. Uh, monetary gain or uh, position or fame or, or influence. Um, I'm saying just best life of like, how are you going to feel most fulfilled doing the purposes that God has placed on your life? Um, and Andrew's, Andrew's kids in the back eating peanuts. I think Andrew just threw them at the couch and said, get them. <laughs> no, she's um, in a great mood. Keep going. Sorry. I just wanted to show you how cute that was. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah. So like, God's faithfulness is that weird place of, because our response to God's faithfulness is we choose to trust, right? God is going to work this out. Now, it might not be worked yeah. out how I thought it was going to be. It may get worse before it gets better. Um, but in the midst of this, God is doing work that's for your betterment and for your good. Um, and I think that's the piece that we really have to tr- hold on to. Like, for example, you know, Hill City is in the, in the middle of a building process that we can't s- really afford. Uh, sure. We can a kind of long term afford, mm-hmm. uh, but the whole build out to what it needs to be like we we don't have that kind of money. Like we don't have thirty four thousand yeah. dollars to spend on mm-hmm. this on this build out right now. Um, as awesome as it would be, uh, but I think in the midst of this and in that in those realizations, kind of they didn't hit us, but they were we were reminded of some things uh, this week, and that kind of just took a blow to. Um, our plans and our dreams of what things would be when God had 
apparently has other dreams and plans for for what he wants it to be, uh, and he's working through through those things. And um, it's really easy to focus in on your one problem um, or problems in your life, and like that be your entire focus, um, and all your thought, all your anxiety, all your whatever goes to that one thing. And and the reality is like. When we learn to trust, we can see the good that God is still doing around, whether yeah. he's working in this specific area I want him to, or I should say it this way, whether he, we see him actively working in that specific area um, right now or not. Um, I like yeah. to say oftentimes to see God's hand at work, you just need a little time perspective, right? Like let a little time pass, um, let yeah. your perspective start to shift and change, um, which happens in relationship with Jesus, like walk with him, he'll, he'll get you there. Um, you're able to look back and say, oh, holy crap, look what God was doing. And I think, you know, in this midst of, of this last week, as, as difficult as it was and trying to lead through it as difficult and all those fun yeah. things and, and, you know, thinking you can count on certain people and, and in reality, they just don't have the bandwidth right now, those types of things. Like that gets hard. Um, and you want to be like, let's just blow it all up. Like, screw this. Let's get out of it. Let's just walk away. We'll, we'll do something else instead. Um, and it's really easy to focus on that one thing, but you know, taking a few steps back, like we have a greater buy-in from our community, from people that we haven't had a huge buy-in from, Yeah, you know, they've attended, they've been around, but you know, not invested. Um, yeah. And now we have a huge investment from a group of people that we didn't have an investment in before. Uh, yeah. And there's something being formed here. Um, and we wouldn't see that if we weren't choosing to trust. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Can I, just a thought struck me as you were talking and this is, I think it's true in my life, and I just wanted to run it by you and see what your reaction is. Like, this idea of God being faithful, like, I think it shows up. I think we learn that God is faithful when we have the chance in our own power to take the easy way out and to avoid relying on God's faithfulness. Um I think those are the moments, like you're in in this minute, um, and like I was in with the house stuff and like you were in with, um, being, being fired from that church. Like, I think those are the moments where it's like, Hey, what's the easiest route out? What can I control? I could do those things, right? Like for me, um, the easiest route in the, in that season was like, Hey, I guess God just didn't want us in Pennsylvania. We're going to just move back to Colorado. We're just going to keep going like normal, whatever, like God will provide. Um, we're going to just back out of that because that would have been all in my control to do. Um, but God is faithful and he had given us this thing and he'd given us hope and peace in it and had had paved the way for it. So it was like, no, I'm going to lean in and have faith even though I don't actually have faith. You know, <laughs> like even though in this moment I don't see the faithfulness, um, yeah, I, I think those moments are where you actually learn that lesson deeply about God. And, and maybe it's not just faithfulness. Maybe that's really anytime we have a chance to be in what we believe is control. And then we choose to just trust God that he's going to do what he said he'd do. Um, maybe those are the moments where we learn the deeper things or learn lessons in a way that stick longer, um, than yeah. something. So I don't know, man, what do you think of that idea? No, I think there's something to that. Like, um, like I just think of what what God told Paul in Second Corinthians. Yeah. You know, when he when he said, "In the midst of your 
your weakness. Um, my strength is perfect um, or something. I'm paraphrasing probably poorly that verse. Yeah. But I, I think there's this piece of like, we have to learn how to choose depending on God. Um, and I think that's kind of along the lines of what you were just saying of like, yeah, I 100% could intervene. Right. And I could do something and, and yeah. um, try there's to fix a path it myself. I could take in my power. Right. <laughs> But it's but it's when God's power is on display, it's in the midst of our weaknesses. So embrace the weaknesses. And I think that's the lesson that God's teaching me this week is embrace the weaknesses. Dude, there is a bunch of Black Hawk helicopters flying over my city right now. That was kind of cool looking. Uh, maybe not. A, those are probably Apaches, actually. First a bear dog, now crazy helicopters. Um, <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> I live near an... Uh, I don't even think it's an Air Force base anymore. I think it's a Space Force base, but whatever. Um oh. Yeah, which is kind of a cool little name. Unless you've seen the Netflix series, and then you're like, oh, that's lame. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I just think of like, we, we've got to find ways in our life, because the reality is we're, we're Americans, most of us listening. I know we, we have people listening to other places, but most of us listening are Americans. We can pay our bills. We can put food on the table. We don't really yep. have a ton of need. Um, we have plenty of wants. Don't get me wrong. And we chase those wants, but we don't have a ton of need, um, at least need for survival. So we have to look for ways in our lives where we create that desperation, um, where we create that dependence, where we can actually trust God and, and it forces our hand to trust God. Um, I think too often we just try to intervene because we think it's the right thing to do. You know, I once had a pastor buddy tell me, you know, God gave us a brain for a reason. Uh, and hmm. to some extent, I could agree with him. But the other side of that is like, yeah, true. But at the same time, like, it's not up to you. Like, me doing everything doesn't create yeah. trust, doesn't no. create a further dependence on a faithful God um, because I'm just doing it myself and giving lip service to the Holy one. Um, and that's not like, that's not what God wants. Like God wants our full trust. Right. He wants our faithfulness. Um, he wants us to learn how to walk in relationship with him where um, the woes of this life and the hard times of this life don't sway us. Um, they don't throw us from one side to the other. We're not hit, you know, wave after wave that we can stand tall in the midst of struggle because we're in deep relationship with great trust and faith uh, in our God. And I think, and I think we said it just a second ago, but like, that's our response to God's faithfulness is we choose to trust him because he's worthy yep. of our trust. Yep. Um, and what does that look like in our lives? I think it'll look different for all of us, but Andrew, what's, what's your first initial thoughts of like trusting God? What does that really look like? Practically Dude, speaking. Practically speaking, it is uh, when unexpected circumstance, unexpected circumstances come up and you have, this is at least for me personally. And, and I have a decision where I'm like, I'm just going to control this thing. I'm just going to do what I can do from my end. Um, yeah. Like when those circumstances arise, uh, it's a moment where my first impulse is always, I'm just going to control this. And then as I slow down and usually talk to you about a moment like that, or my wife or both, um, then I get a, a moment of clarity and perspective of like, you know what? This isn't a thing I can control in reality, and I need to believe God on on His promises and on His attributes. Like I am faithful, um, and yep. and yeah, it's it's just a moment where often we have we at least believe we can control it and maybe start down that path, and then uh, have a moment to step back and say, you know what? It's not my job to control this thing. It's not my job to. Yeah. Um, 
immediately find a new job when I find out uh, mine's going away in a couple months. It's not my job. It's not in my power. I might perceive it to be in my control, but it's really not. You know, God still is faithful. Yeah. God is faithful. He's over well, the true. True. Um, well, like, how yeah. much do you love your job today compared Dude, to the job you used to have? I have never right? enjoyed my job more. I've never been more engaged in what I get to do with like professional life work than I am right now. And it's awesome. And if I would have just taken, if I would have just been like, nope, I'm going to seek a tech job where I can make a lot more money doing the same thing. I'm going to get out of this nonprofit Mm -hmm. space. I'm done. Dude, that would have led probably to a lot more dollars in my bank account, but a lot less happiness and engagement in my life. You know, (laughs) like it would have, it would have led in the wrong direction and probably out of God's um, will. Anyway, like, dude, I think when we have a moment and our first emotional response is, I'm going to do this, this, and this to control it, I think our next response should be, I'm actually just going to slow down for a minute. I'm going to vent to God, and then I'm going to ask that he intervene and ask that he give me peace in the midst of not knowing what's next. And I texted Mm -hmm. this to you just yesterday morning, but this verse has been on my mind a lot in the last 24 hours. It's actually memory verse that we're working on with my four-year-old. We have this little box of verses, but it's Romans 15, 13. It says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with the hope, with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And man... There are a lot of things that are powerful in this life. There are a lot of good qualities, um, but hope that comes from knowing that God is a God of hope and that God is faithful is is one of the most powerful things you can have. Of These circumstances in my life are out of control for me, but you know what? They're in control for God. He's well aware of them, and God is faithful. He will show up in the way that is in His will in the time that it is in his timing. And he will take care of me. He will provide and for me. And it will me. be the best for you. It will be the best. It would be so much better for me personally than any of those decisions that if I took control of would have been. The mm-hmm. outcomes will be way better because we wait on God, because we believe mm-hmm. it. When we when the Bible claims God is faithful and we have so many stories of God showing up at the right time in the right ways that no one else could have done, we see that God's faithful. When we actually believe that in the midst of our circumstances where it feels like, man, I don't know if you were faithful in this. How could you let this happen to me? How could you let me get fired from this church? How could you let me get laid off from my job a couple days um, before my daughter was born? <laughs> like Some of these circumstances that it's like, this is terrible timing, way out of my control and not what I would have picked. That's the moment where you go, God, you're still faithful, like, and I'm going to trust it even though it's hard for me to believe right now. And when you do that, mm-hmm. God provides a better outcome than anything you could have done or I could have done. So mm-hmm. anyway, man, that's that's me on my high horse, that's but I, I believe this like to my core. God is faithful, and it's um, took a long time for me to learn that. I'm sure I'm going to have to learn it in deeper and different ways over time again, but you know mm-hmm. what? He gave me that word, chickens, and it, the year of the chicken turned into a lot more than a year. But I can say I believe that God is faithful in a deeper way in my life because of it. 
and I'm actually actually thankful for it now, even though it sucked a lot mm-hmm. of the time in that 15 months or whatever it was. I'm thankful that God is yeah. faithful. Thankful he taught me that. Yeah. What about you, man? What well, are, what too, are your like, final thoughts? Or Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, like, <clears throat> your, your trust of God's faithfulness does not increase unless you're in a trial where you have to trust God to intervene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> right. Like, like you're if everything's great and your life's perfect and you can c- handle everything, you don't have hard times. Totally. Like, uh, why would you need to trust God? Right. That you comes don't. back to that idea of like figuring out ways to create dependence on God is important. Yep. Um, because this is where our trust of God increases and increases. And you know, if you trust God with a little, if you're trusted with a little, you'll be given much more. Uh, I think that's true with trust as well. Like, if you trust God with the smaller things in life, like there's going to be bigger challenges. Like it's not that trust gets easier, right? Like there's going to be bigger and bigger things that get, you're going to have to trust God for that are way outside of your abilities and, and, and uh, your might to be able to handle or overcome yeah. those things. Um, like getting the easy stuff done now is just going to lead to greater things. So you're going to see God's hand at work in such greater ways because you've learned to trust with the little things. So God's going to work in bigger ways. Um, I'm not saying bigger ways to your benefit. I'm bigger ways for the kingdom, but you get to be a part of that story. Um, and I don't know about you, but that's the life that I want. I want to get to the end of my life and say, man, Jesus, what a ride. The place you took me, the people you let me invest in, all those things. Um, <clears throat> I don't want a life of mundane. I don't want a life of normal. I want a life to see where God's hands at work and, I looked up this first Corinthians verse, um, the, you know, uh, for my, my power is made perfect in in weakness. Uh, and I forgot the end of this verse and I'm going to read it because I think this is helpful in the next verse. So this is second Corinthians 12, nine and 10. Uh, so this is Paul talking. And when he says he, he's, this is God's, you know, quote, you know, talking to him. So he's quoting God, but he said, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. This is God speaking for my power is made perfect in weakness. Now, this is Paul speaking. Therefore, I boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest in me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight, delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hmm. Uh, And I think that sums it all up. Uh, yep. It's in the midst of when you don't when you're at the end of you that God's power is is the greatest and it's made perfect. So just wait for what God is going to do. And in the midst of the waiting, maybe difficult, and in the midst of the waiting, it may not start to work out the way that you thought or you planned for it to work out, but it is going to be for your good. Um, you are going to end up on the other side of it. And this is plenty of examples. You know, Andrew sharing his work story, me getting fired, like my life is a thousand times better today than it was yeah. working for my previous yeah. employer, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I make a lot more money as well. Um, not working for the church. You make lots more money. That's kind of nice. Um, but, but just stress levels, all those things Like God is going to work it out for your, for the best yeah. for you. Um, continue to pursue him. Um, it's not, he's not a vending machine. It's not like, you know, it, this is a relational thing, right? Like we want to fo- learn how to foster a greater relationship with God so we can have greater trust with God. Um, but in the midst of hard times, like Andrew said, like you should be going back to God, vent, let it all out. Here's what I'm thinking. I don't, I know this is wrong to say God, and, and this isn't true of who you are, but this is how I feel. Um, like let all those things out. God's a big God. He can handle it. Um, but don't let it stop there. Continue to pursue, continue to spend time with, continue to invest relationally in, 
uh, in your relationship with God. Um, do all of these things. And as you learn to trust more in the midst of your weakness, maybe we can all get to this place where we can say, as Paul said, that's why for Christ's sake, uh, Christ's sake, it's just funny, like Christ's sake. I'm not saying yeah. it that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I delight in weakness, in insult, in hardship, in persecution, in difficulties for when I am weak, Whew. I am strong. My grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in yep. weakness. Um, So I think that's the biggest thing of God is faithful. He is more than capable. Um, He is more uh, than engaged in your life. He sees it all. He's not shocked by any of it. Uh, But in the midst of those things, when it feels like you're at the end of you, those are the times to lean into Jesus because his power is about to be made perfect. That's right. uh, Because we chose to lean into the weakness. I think that's my last thoughts. Any last, any parting ways, my buddy, my friend? Dude, I just, I know you mentioned like the financial provision of of work. And I just think through even in the couple jobs you've had since then and before planting Hill City officially, um, like how much God has been faithful to you personally and taught you deeper and different looks at team and leadership and work environment and all that through things that aren't necessarily like church work, but that are going to apply in how Hill, Hill City feels to to go to mm-hmm. and to be on staff of one day and all of that. Like, I, I don't know. God is even into the details of, yeah, there's there's financial provision. There's relational provision. There's, there's leadership provision. There's all sorts of ways God provides for us. And, um, and I think if you have a posture of saying, God, you are faithful in my circumstances right now and for the future— that God maybe reveals those things to us in a way that we can actually give him credit for, that we can glorify him with. So, um, I don't know, man, this has been really deeply encouraging to me, just going through a lot of scripture and a lot of stories from our kind of personal lives. And I guess, quick takeaway, if you're listening to this right now, I just encourage you, like, when this episode's done, pause from, from other noise inputs and spend a little bit of time in in just a prayerful state, like God, remind me of the ways you've been th- uh, faithful in my life, and and mm-hmm. please help me remember them. You know, God, take a few minutes, just pray. God, would you remind me how you've been faithful in my life? Because I'm sure there's ways mm-hmm. He's been faithful in each of our lives that He'd love to highlight because they're encouraging to remember. But also, mm-hmm. if you're in a minute where you're like. I don't see how this is going to work out. It's beyond my control. It's out of my hands. I don't know what to do. I'm at the end of myself. Like, at least take heart that Josh and I believe God is faithful. Many people do. Many people that that wrote stories in the Bible echoed how faithful God is as one of his core attributes. And just anchor hope in that and pray, God, I don't see how this is going to turn out, but I believe you're faithful. Would you give me faith to believe you're faithful? Would you give me hope in this moment when I don't feel hope? Would you speak to me in a way that I can hear? Because God is faithful. God is good. God is love. God is just. God is holy. All of these things are true. So, um, yeah, man, thanks for doing this. And I'll leave you with this as well, because as as you were talking, this kind of hit me. Um, Like, humanity people or forgetful people. Um, This is why over and over again. Yep. God created, you know, God commanded the Israelites to create um, memorials, um, remind people when they took the stones across, yep. you know, the river uh, and created that that 
place of worship for God, uh, because it's really easy for us to forget. So do the same thing in your own life. Um, write these things down, put them in a journal, put them on a, put them where you see them on a day in a day out basis, the ways that God has been faithful. Um, so when you're in the midst of it, you can be reminded. Now, when you're in the midst of it, it's really hard to, to lean into it. I get it. Um, especially if you're in the midst of it right now. Um, but it's super helpful. Um, you gotta be reminded of how God's faithful. So when the bigger things, uh, show up, uh, and I'll say this too, as you know, we, we talked about my previous employer and I know there's, this is just the disclaimer piece. Um, I know there's people that listen, know me personally and know the name of my previous employer. Um, um, I hold no ill will towards them. I don't blame them for anything. Right. Um, it, it is what it is. And there's plenty of reasons why it was, um, on both sides of the table. Um, so please don't, I, I don't think ill of them at all. Um, I, I wish them the best. I wish to, them to pursue God and see fruit, um, all those things. And, you know, I've helped numerous people that still attend there on a regular basis um, and still in relationship with them. So um, nothing like that. No ill will. <clears throat> I'm good over here. But uh, thanks for listening. We love you guys. We appreciate the shares as you send us out to your friends and your family and you text, you know, things that have been helpful to you out to them. Um, getting that word out is the only way we've grown up to this point because yep. as you as you know, if you follow us on social We're media, Andrew social and I don't ever media. post because we suck at it uh, and we just don't spend a lot of time there. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Andrew is always my buddy, my friend. Good to see you. Good to see you, dude. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.